Hello, and welcome to Designer Discussions with Maria, Jason, and Miriam. Today, we are talking about how to get found by the media. Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals. Are you ready to get serious about your marketing? We're opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio, a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. So this is a topic I never thought I would talk about. Because if you've heard me talk before, you probably know that I usually say this is not going to happen. And when I say this, I mean that you are discovered by the media, sort of by accident. And the reason why um, we're having this episode, and I realize this is a topic I want to talk about, is because I think this is what a lot of interior designers are hoping for. Right. They're hoping that an editor from House Beautiful or Architectural Digest, wherever it may be, that they just sort of accidentally come across them on Instagram and they say, wow, you know, this designer does amazing work. You know, look at all these great pictures. Like, I'm going to reach out to them and ask them if they want to be featured on a six page spread in the magazine. Right. That would be fabulous, you know. But the reality is, that that is very, very unlikely to happen. So that being said, the good news is that there are things that you can do to make sure that you show up in the right way, in the right places, so the media do notice you. So I've divvied it up in um, four um, different topics that we're just going to touch on um, briefly. And later um, this year in December, I'm also going to have a a more in-depth training for this available. So stay tuned for that. But the four areas that we're going to look at are social media, your website, events, and the media themselves. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but you'll get it um, when we get there. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Obviously, there, there's a lot of talk about social media all the time. I feel like it's all interior designers talk about when it comes to marketing. And granted, it is important to have a presence on social media, and you may invest a lot of time and effort into it. Um, kudos to you. But I am here to talk about it specifically from the standpoint of how you need to show up So the media take notice of you when they come across your profile, right? And we'll um, talk a little bit about Instagram, which is obviously the number one platform. That's probably what everybody is thinking about. And it's it's really kind of basic. It's like it's you have to follow all the good practices that everybody recommends. And we've talked about it on the podcast um, many times over. But what's really, really important is your bio. And one of the things you definitely want to have in your bio is your location. And I find that that is often missing. But when media go out and look 
for designers to provide content for whatever it may be. Geographic location is always is often an important point for maybe they're working on a story about a particular um, area, or maybe they already have there they need four designers to participate. Maybe they already have three and they want the fourth one to be from a different area. This happens very frequently. They're not going to use two that are from the same place normally. So make sure you include your location. Obviously, just make sure your your bio um, is complete. Please use your own photos in your feed. So when an editor goes and looks at your feed, it's not a bunch of projects from other designers, which that's a whole other episode. It's great to give credit to other people. But really on your on your social media, it's 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 like your business card, right? It's like that's it's your work. So show off your work. So when they go there, they get a sense of what your style is, um, the types of projects you work on, and and make it look like your creation. The second thing on Instagram that can also be very important would be like the next step, but if you're serious about wanting to be found by the media, do engage with them, right? Follow them on social media. And I'm not just talking the media outlets, which that's somewhat helpful. But honestly, you never know who manages um, the social media account. It might be the intern or the the super junior um, editor who really doesn't have a lot of say in anything that goes into the magazine, but you can also often find the actual editor's profiles on social media. And it, they're very easy to track down. And if you look at them, if their public is profile and you notice that they do talk about the work that they do, follow them, you know, show support, engage. Um, so they they see your name around and they know who you are. So and that that's not it's not like you're pitching them but just you know just build a relationship show support you know show them that you like their work and and eventually they will take notice of you and maybe when they're looking for a new contact um new new in new new project new whatever new comment maybe they'll reach out to you so those are the two things I would say for Instagram. On Facebook, just make sure you have a professional profile set up so you come across like a professional. Um, a platform that um, journalists often frequent is Twitter. And they're especially freelancers actually are very active on Twitter. And if you are a Twitter person, by all means, go find the editors. You know, there are certain hashtags that you can look for, like journal request. Um, it's very easy to track them down. And sometimes they actually um, post queries, like they're looking for information on something. They're looking for projects, this or that. Sometimes that shows up on Twitter. Um, I would say that if you're not already on Twitter, don't go on Twitter just to do that. You know, I don't even do that. I occasionally go and check it out. But Twitter is like another big black hole that's going to suck up your time and energy. So <laughs> if you enjoy it, then do it and just include the media and the editors into the people that, that you follow. Otherwise, forget about it. The last place um, that I want to mention is LinkedIn. And I'd say somewhat the same advice for this. If you are on LinkedIn, then try to connect with editors in a professional capacity, right? 
most of the editors that cover us, but a lot of them are on LinkedIn. I have like hundreds of journalist friends on LinkedIn. And I noticed that more and more of them start um, posting actual posts on LinkedIn about the work that they do. So I think that is up and coming. So if you are on LinkedIn, that's a platform you frequent, you enjoy, um, just include the media in everything that you do. I know Maria wants to talk about TikTok, um, and it's definitely another place <laughs> where you can um, where you can do. I don't I don't necessarily see a lot of journalists like from our space showing up there, but they may change. So let's keep an eye on it. Then, lastly, I want to say whatever platform you are on, especially if it's um, Instagram or Twitter. Use those keywords. We did a whole episode on this. It was episode 59. And just to be found more easily, listen to the episode, you know, and follow all the advice that's in there and then use those keywords in your social media. The second um, area I want to talk about is your website. And I actually say this is more important than your social media because most likely... Um, 100%, if an editor is is considering you as a source, if they want to work with you, they are going to look at your website. So make sure um, that it's somewhat up to date. I know this is always difficult and we have episodes about websites as well. But it is if you you want to make a good impression, right? If If your website is five years old, the editor is going to be able to tell if you don't have any current projects showing up in your portfolio, the editor is going to be able to tell, and that's going to make you less attractive. So you want to have your website updated for everybody else too, but the media are, um, you look at them as like a potential potential client's media. They want to see your latest and greatest work um, on your website. They also... Um, want to know where you are located. And, and I see this missing quite. It's sometimes hard when you go on an interior designer's website. It's often quite difficult to figure out where they are actually located. So often you have to go all the way to like the contact and say, oh, wait, what state is this in? You know, what area is this in? And that may work for um, potential clients because they're usually in your area already. But when somebody from the media comes to your website, especially if we're talking national, they have no idea what state you're in, you know, what what city you're in. So if you can just add it in somewhere um, on your website so it, it's easy to find, it, that would be super, super helpful. Um, ha- obviously, have your contact information there. Um, have things that are, <laughs> have it be on brand. You know, it is important that goes with making a good first impression. If you have any media coverage, show it off on your website. Um, and we'll get to this a little later because media like other media. So make sure you feature it on your website if you have it. And then also make sure that you have your basic um, SEO in place. And I know we have a couple of episodes on this and we can link to them in the show notes also. But it is important because often an editor, if say they're looking for what an interior designer um, in Austin to contribute to a story, that's what they're going to put into Google. And if you don't show up, 
they're not going to be reaching out to you. So SEO is important um, in in all areas of your work, not just for clients, but also for the media. So those are super, super basic things, but I see this going wrong a lot of the time. So if you are serious about wanting to be found, make sure these things are in place. The third area I want to touch on are events, because in reality, there's nothing more impactful than meeting a person face-to-face, and there's nothing more memorable. And it just so happens that the media attend a lot of events. I mean, the number of events an editor gets invited to is insane. I'm like, I don't even know how they get any work done. During the pandemic, it was definitely a little less There were more virtual events, but the same applies for virtual events. It's still somewhat of a meeting. So I would say I wouldn't go to an event just to meet the editors or the media that are attending. But if you go to High Point, if you go to KBIS, if you go to ICFF, if you go whatever industry um, event or trade show it is, there are going to be a lot of media there. And Just look at a calendar of events. Sometimes um, the media companies, they host events. You can go attend a lot of the events that are just happening. There will be media there. And maybe you'll overhear a conversation and you know, oh, I see this is an editor from X, Y, and Z magazine. But then you actually have to take action. You need to go up to the editor and introduce yourself. You know, just super basic. Say, how I, you know, I overheard you saying that you are, um, editor, you know, Sue from uh, House Beautiful magazine. So like, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm so-and-so from there and there and do this or that. Just say that. That's all you have to do. Okay. You don't have to have a 30-minute conversation. Just introduce yourself so they know who you are. Because they may just remember you the next time they're working on something that might be your specialty or they're working on a story that might cover your geographic area. So just, I know it might take you out of your comfort zone, but it's one of the very best ways to start getting the attention of the media. The same is true for local events. So if there are any showroom openings or whatever, nonprofit events, it's like, Often there will be media there and local, especially if it's any kind of showroom that opens in your area. Usually the editors from the regional magazines, maybe the local paper, sometimes even TV, you know, is going to be there. Those are all very good people to meet. And just if they're there, just take two minutes to introduce yourself. Okay, that's your job. Next event you go to, if there's a media person there, go introduce yourself. Then the other um, really helpful place to engage in is trade associations. And we just actually did an episode on the benefits of trade associations, episode number uh, 64. But if you are a member of ASID or NKBA, NARI, whatever it may be, and especially if you take on any kind of leadership positions, there can it gives you added credibility and visibility with the media, and it will probably provide you with opportunities, media opportunities, press opportunities that you would not get otherwise. So that's just one of the benefits and perks um, of engaging in trade associations. 
Then lastly, I want to talk a little bit about how being in the media gets the attention of the media, because a fact is that getting press gets you more press. And I always say this, getting press is cumulative, right? It's like if an journalist sees you published in another medium, that makes you attractive to them because they know that you are motivated, that you're probably, you know, talented, produce good work. That's why you were featured. That also tells them that you are motivated to do PR, that you will likely follow through if they reach out to you, that you're probably responsive, you know, that you hopefully have all the assets that they need, that professional high-risk photography, good information, you get it to them in a timely manner. It's just, it shows that you're a professional, right? It shows that you're a professional and that you are taking um, PR and getting press seriously. It also helps, media are very competitive, right? There's That's why sometimes we talk about exclusive content for certain media outlets versus others, but they're very competitive. So if a competitor of theirs covers you, they're like, huh, I wonder, it, it piques their interest, right? It makes you attractive because they don't want to, you know, miss out on covering somebody who's a rising star and up and coming. So it definitely, um, it definitely piques their interest. And I want to say, don't discount small local publications or online placements because it all ends up being cumulative. And if you can use these placements, let's go back to the website, right? If you get some of these smaller placements and you can add those logos and those articles um, to your website, if an editor from a larger magazine stumbles on your website, he'll see it's like, oh, you know, this person has so many media placements under their belt, goes back to having the credibility and being motivated to do PR. It's just like, well, I, you know, this would be a good person to work with. Maybe I, you know, maybe I reach out to them and see what they have to offer. So like a lot of these things sort of go hand in hand, but the idea is that, that you, you show up um, with your best self, your best business self, you show up and show them that you are ready and you have what they want. Um, you give, you make it easy for them to get to information. You make it easy for them to reach out to you. And that definitely will increase your chances of being found. I am not promising you that you do even all of these things. And next week, an editor is going to knock on your door, you know, or send you a DM on Instagram and say, hey, you know, I want to do a big feature on you. But it will help if and when um, they come across any of your information in any of these places and, and being prepared and having these things um, in place will help you actually make it happen. And this is the very, this is like even, this is the pre-foundation of doing PR. Like this is all the things you have to have in place. And then if you get to the point where you decide you want to be proactive and do more, you'd be in a really good place to build on it. Um, that's all I have for today. I hope you found this information helpful. If you liked it, um, please subscribe to our podcast or share this episode with a friend or a colleague of yours. Um, 
we look forward to seeing you again next week on Designer Discussions. Are you ready to get serious about your marketing? We're opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio, a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.